On this Miners Monday episode, we'll take a look at a hitter and a pitcher from the 2022 MLB Draft and Owen Murphy and David McCabe and just how quickly they could be rising through the Braves minor league system. We'll discuss that on today's episode of Locked on Braves, so let's get into it. You are Locked on Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on social media at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out my written work over at bravestoday.com. Make sure you follow the podcast on social media at lockdown underscore brave. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Make sure you're getting ready for those questions for Friday's mailbag episode. Or if you're able to join me live, you can submit those on the final segment of each episode during the offseason. So, Glad that you're able to do that. If you are able to join me for one of the live episodes, or if you're just watching on the replay, appreciate all the support you give me here at Locked On Braves, making us your first listen of each and every day. Thank you again so much for all the support that you give me here. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. If you're new, approaching 7,500 subscribers, make sure that you also follow or rate, subscribe, all the things to Locked On Braves podcast wherever you listen, whether the audio form or on YouTube. I don't care how you get it done. I'm just glad and appreciate that you do. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. On today's episode, it is a Miners Monday. We're going to take a look at Owen Murphy and David McCabe, two players out of the 2022 MLB draft that I think you know could make a big impact at the big league level one day. Certainly had good seasons in 2023 so looking forward to doing a deep dive into both of those players and discussing them again uh shout out to all those who are here with me live want to give a shout out to clark kent uh we got fernando Pro- uh, protect pr uh docs in here as well talking about the rangers jeffrey humphreys in there what's up good evening to you jeffrey rangers uh taking it to the astros says docs protect pr says go diamondbacks diamondbacks force a game seven in Philadelphia on Tuesday night, that'll be fun. And the uh, Ast- or the Rangers rather are taking it to the Astros in Houston, who all of a sudden can't win, or I shouldn't say all of a sudden, been a little bit of a problem, but uh, can't win a home game there at Minimade. So it looks like the Rangers, <laughs> we're in about the fifth, sixth inning here as I'm recording, are going to be advancing to the World Series. So that'll be a lot of fun. The best offense in the American League getting it done. The best offense in the National League did not in the Braves, but should be a fun Fun World Series. Leland joining the chat as well. Hey, Jake, Diamondbacks defeated those Phillies today. Yes, they did. Get one more. I think it'll be fun. Uh, I think it'll be a fun World Series. Rangers and Diamondbacks, something a little bit different, something nobody expected. And, yeah, as Braves fans, we uh, don't really want to see the Phillies get another opportunity in the World Series either. So uh, we'll maybe talk about that a little bit more as this game goes on and uh, things get wrapped up. But let's dive into our Miners Monday segment And let's talk about Owen Murphy. Uh, 20th overall pick in 2022. Didn't turn 20 years old until the end of September. So pretty much pitched all of this past year at 19. And I think that's something to keep in mind as I go through this and talk about, you know, kind of where he's at and his development. 
He pretty much, this was his age 19 season in 2023. Six foot one, 190 pound right-handed pitcher. Just looking at the stats real quickly for 2023. Started 21 games, a 4.72 ERA. That doesn't look great. 1.28 whip doesn't look great either. Uh, 89 and two-third innings pitched, 83 hits. That's a 244 average against for him. Again, not great. 32 walks, 113 strikeouts. That is pretty great. You look at the strikeout numbers, certainly love to see that, all the strikeouts that Owen Murphy was able to rack up. And again, when you consider pitching 19, even at high A, low A as he was, still pretty impressive stuff from him. Spent most of the season at single A, Uh, Got a a bump up to high A Rome later in the year and saw the strikeouts back off a little bit. 17 innings, gave up 21 hits, still just four walks, but 16 strikeouts. So more of a strikeout an inning, you know, rather than where he was before uh, or where he was at single A. Now, just a breakdown of his arsenal, fastball, curveball, slider, mainly does throw a changeup, which I saw mix in a little bit. Again, when I go back and watch these players, for pitchers in particularly, I'm I'm typically watching, you know, three starts for hitters. I'm watching 10 to 15 at bats to try to get a feel for them uh, and give, you know, my evaluation on them, what I'm seeing. When I watch Owen Murphy pitch, it doesn't feel like somebody that's an imposing figure on there, uh, on the mound. Um, again, age 19 season. I want to keep reminding you of that. Possibly there's still some growth for him you know, physically, but, you know, comparatively speaking, I'm not comparing him to young Carlos Lara. That's just the only other pitcher I've reviewed so far this off season. When I see Lara on the mound, he looks, you know, physically imposing, even though he is a pretty skinny guy. It's just, he's a little bit taller. He looks more athletic. Just again, the look, which sometimes has nothing to do with anything. But when I look at Owen Murphy on the mound, it doesn't, doesn't strike me as an imposing figure on the mound. Um, and again, just turned 20. Perhaps there's a little bit more to grow into there. As far as the pitch mix, low 90s fastball. I mean, we're talking one of the starts I saw, it was mostly high 80s, um, but typically works in the low 90s. And it's the best pitch that Owen Murphy has. Um, and I don't mean that as any slight because it is a good pitch. And when you watch it, you see why he gets a lot of swings and misses. I saw a ton of whiffs on that fastball, which means it has to have some carry through the zone. And I think it certainly does also think when he, especially when he pitches it up in the zone, that's where he gets a lot of those swings and misses. I think part of that is because it works well with that curveball, which I'll get to in a second. But again, that fastball, the best attribute that I can give Owen Murphy is that he has very good fastball command. And you can see that doesn't walk a ton of batters. Very good fastball command see a lot of you asked me about Hurston Waldrop I promise I'll get to him this offseason but I want to focus on Owen Murphy here today but when I watch him pitch like I said the best best attribute I can give Owen Murphy is that he can locate his fastball and that's the number one thing for a pitcher you got to be able to locate your fastball like I said I saw a lot of swings and misses on that fastball even though it's a low 90s fastball so I think it's a pitch that you know, he can get away with even with the lower velocity. I saw him get Dylan Cruz. He struck Dylan Cruz out on a 90 mile per hour fastball up and away in a big spot with runners on. So 
even though it's not the high velocity, like I said, just and I don't have the, the, the stat cast data on this, but just watching it with my eyes, I can see there is some life to that fastball. Like I said, mostly up in the zone. And I think when he pairs that with the curveball in the mid 70s, I think that you know really helps. You got that speed differential there, about a 15 mile per hour gap, and you got a, a pretty big curveball coming down off of that. That's just helps that fastball that much more. It's a big, slow curveball, more of a 12 to 6 curveball. He mixes in again with that high fastball, generates a lot of weak contact. Again, I'm watched, you know, three starts of his. I can't remember somebody really squaring up that curveball. Most people got under it and were out front and popped it up. Um, so again, it was a very effective pitch for him. Uh, not so, not a pitch that got a ton of swing and miss. I saw him freeze a couple hitters with it when he threw it up in the zone. Uh, but down in the zone, again, working off that high fastball, he typically just got a bunch of hitters off balance and created some weak contact. So, again, I think that curveball-fastball combination, that fastball up, that curveball down, I think is something that was really working for him in the starts that I watched. He does throw a slider, mid-80s slider, didn't seem like a very consistent pitch in my mind. Um, it's again, I'm not trying to compare him to, to Lara. He's just the only other pitcher that I've I've reviewed and scouted so far this offseason. I thought Lara's fastball was plus, if not plus, or Lara's slider was plus, if not plus, plus. I, I would not put a plus grade on this slider for Owen Murphy. I think it's a solid third pitch, and I saw him get a couple swings and misses on it. Again, you play it off that high fastball and that 12-6 curveball that he has, and I think it can be an effective pitch for him if he can locate it, especially down and away to righties. I think it can be a very effective pitch for him. But, I, again, in my my viewings, it really was just that combination of the high fastball and playing that curveball off of it is where I saw him be an effective pitcher. Now, when I look at Owen Murphy and I look at his body of work, it's a control over stuff type of profile. Um, and I think we knew that coming out of high school. I think we knew that when the when the Braves drafted him, he was able to command his pitches. He, you know, everybody talked about really him and Richie, how they both were just very mature for high school pitchers. How they were able to command the zone, and I certainly see that with Owen Murphy again. That fastball command that he has, um, and again, that combination with the slow breaking ball, I think, is where he he gets a lot of his success. Still a high floor, but low ceiling profile in my mind for Murphy. You know, unless there's just a sudden uptick in velocity. And again, he just turned 20. So maybe that is the case. I see his ceiling as a number three starter. I think that's the, the max value you get out of Owen Murphy. And I'm sure fans don't want to hear that with a 20th overall pick. You want a, you want a Hurston Waldrop type ceiling, but... You take Owen Murphy there, knowing that's his ceiling if he reaches it, and knowing his floor is he's a pretty safe bet to stick in the back end of a rotation for a long time with that command that he has. And again, that fastball com and curveball combination that he has. So it's a it's a high floor, but it's also a very low ceiling. I would not be putting, you know, a lot of I wouldn't be dreaming a lot on Owen Murphy leading a Braves rotation. One day, in fact, if if he were somebody that the Braves wanted to trade in a big deal, I, I honestly would not lose a lot of sleep over that. And I know it sounds like I'm really 
being harsh on Owen Murphy here. It's just, you know, my view of him in the three starts that I watched, it's, it's, it wasn't exciting. <laughs> I don't know what other way to say it. And again, I think we've known that. I think you knew that when the Braves drafted him, that this was a guy with a, a low ceiling, but a pretty safe floor to be a solid starter. And I'm curious to see what happens when he gets up to higher level competition. Again, we talked about the move from single A to high A, how you saw the strikeout numbers kind of fall off a little bit there. Does that continue to happen as he goes up? You know, 2024 will go a long way in showing that. And once he gets up to double A, do you see hitters, you know, be able to handle that that fastball curveball combination? Is he going to have to lean on that slider changeup a little bit more? Um, you know, how he how is he going to develop that throughout you know the upper level? So I still think there's some question marks on him for sure. But again, the key to any pitcher having success is having fastball command, and he has great fastball command. I think he just needs to improve those secondaries a little bit. Would love to see a little bit more velocity as well. Jeffrey Humphreys, what pitcher in MLB is most similar to Owen Murphy? Um, and Joe, Joey me backs it up, says there's some Bryce Elder to Murphy. I, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, again, I, when Braves dra drafted Bryce Elder, I said, this is a guy I think can stick at the back end of a rotation for a long time. I, I think Murphy maybe has a little bit higher ceiling than that i want to believe that he does but um you know the pitch mix isn't necessarily the same but uh, again uh, that type of of pitcher where it's more command over you know just stuff he doesn't have great stuff um proc uh protect pr says john tudor was a 90 mile per hour pitcher but his location was perfect yeah, that's what he's banking on. Look, if Bryce Elder can locate, he can be a really good pitcher. You saw it for the first two innings. Um, is a, a Bray, you just hit another Rangers player. Let's see if he's going to get thrown out. Um, you know, Bryce Elder, when he's locating, can be great. I think it's going to be the same thing for Murphy. AG7, does Murphy have too much potential to be traded, or is he a good candidate to be traded this winter? Like I said, I, I would trade him if somebody really valued that profile. Now, he is can just turn 20. I, I wouldn't just give up on that. Um, but again, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't lose too much sleep if he were to get traded. Um, not a perfect comp. This is from Joey Me, but similar stuff in what I've seen. Talking about Bryce Selder, um, AG7. Murphy seems like a good trade candidate this winter if they can get a long term left fielder. Uh, can Bryce become a third starter if Morton is out? Uh, I don't know about that. Um, all right, that's the Owen Murphy talk. Uh, next, I want to get into David McCabe, one of the hitters from that 2022 MLB draft who made a lot of noise, got off to a slow start, but now is looking like one of the better hitting prospects in the Brave system. We'll discuss him next. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They have last-minute deals, all in prices, view from your seat. I don't buy tickets without knowing what the view from my seat looks like, and it's very easy in their app. It just pops up on your screen for you, and you know what your view is going to look like. They have the best price guarantee as well. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I've used them, used them a couple times this year to go to Braves game. In fact, all the Braves games I went to, I used game time, so I promise you they are trusted. You'll want to use them, and you can use our code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase on the GameTime app. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, 
lowest price guaranteed. You want to continue following the MLB postseason, you can do so over on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Getting ready for the World Series. So I know the Braves are out. Hopefully you've had enough time to kind of move on and get over that because it's been a very fun postseason. I'm looking forward to the World Series, whatever the matchup may be. Uh, about to get into the David McCabe talk. And Gary Gibson says, hello, Jake. I'm a big fan of McCabe and hope he makes it next year to Atlanta. I don't know about next year, uh, but I think he you know, has a chance. We'll see. We'll talk about it, obviously, what role I think he could play, where he could fit in. Joe Mee says, McCabe to me is the trade candidate. I could see a deal similar to the JHM Jimenez swap. He's really good, but blocked except DH. I mean, that's a good point. I think Joe Mee makes a good point right there. Um, but let's get into the David McCabe discussion here. A fourth round pick out of Charlotte in 2022. Third base, first base DH. He's mainly played third base, and I'll talk about that here in a second, why I think that's not a good idea. Six foot, six foot three, 230. I talked about Owen Murphy not necessarily being a, uh, you know, imposing presence on the mound. McCabe's a pretty imposing presence in the batter's box with that frame. Switch hitter, um, 2023, 123 games, slash 276, 385 on base percentage, 450 slug and for an 835 OPS, 23 doubles, 17 home runs, 80 walks, and 113 strikeouts. Now, Something with David McCabe is, for the most part, he's gotten better, you know, throughout his sh very brief professional career. Last year, you know, you talked about all the big power for him coming out of Charlotte. And again, in a short sample size after he got drafted, you didn't really see that. Came in this year and you saw that power, especially, um, you know, at at single A. Um, you saw the power, you know, out of 226 isolated um, power at at single A. Uh, so really came out this year, kind of showed that power potential. And one thing that was, there's some good and bad with the move that he had from single A to high A. At single A, Augusta, he had a strikeout rate of 27%. Not great at the single A level, but he cut that down to just 19% at high A. So that was the good. But the bad is, it was a significant drop off in his ISO from 226 to 147 at high A and Kyle Tucker almost robbed another home run, but the Rangers now go up 10 to two in the sixth inning as it's looking like they are about to punch their ticket to the world series. Somebody else trying to punch their ticket is David McKay, but he has got to show that power. And one thing that maybe I'll give him a little bit of an excuse on here is perhaps he got a little bit tired at the end of the season. He slugged 361 in August, 333 in September. And that's not just the move up to Rome. His first month in Rome, he slugged over 500. So it wasn't just a jump in competition, I don't believe. So I, I think maybe there were signs of him getting tired over his uh, first full season there. But his slug dropped to 361 and 333 in the final two months. So we just didn't get to see that power for a, an entire season. But I was happy to see the strikeout rate kind of cut down because one thing that did not move and has not moved again in his very brief professional career is the walk walk rate 15% walk rate at both single a uh, and high a so that's great to see one thing i really wanted to look at when i went and watched mccabe is is he just a you know a big lefty or a switch hitter but from the left side mostly is where i saw him is he just a big powerful pool hitter and I was happy to see that's not the case. He actually covers a plate 
really well. Most of my looks did come from the left side, and he consistently was able to take pitches the other way. One example I'll give you in a bat that I saw, first two pitches the pitcher threw to McCabe were breaking balls on the outside corner for strikes. And another thing to always keep in mind at the lower level, sometimes that strike zone's a bit expanded. Uh, but a couple of breaking balls that got over for strikes on the outside corner. Pitcher tried to triple up on it. He took the first two. Both were called strikes. He tried to triple up on it, and McCabe just dropped the bat head and blasted it to left field. Now, unfortunately, went right to the left fielder, but that showed me that's all. That's what I needed to see. And that's really the one thing I wanted to look at. I know he can pull a ball and yank it out with that big power. I want to see his plate coverage. Could he shoot a ball the other way? If pitchers are going to pitch him away, is he able to just take it the other way? And I saw him do it a couple of times, but that at bat in particular really stood out to me where the pitcher was just clearly, you know, throwing off speed away, seeing what he could do with it. And that third pitch, like I said, he lined it out to left field. So, that you know answered one big question for me with McCabe, with McCabe. And it's not just a power profile. Like I said, he has the ability to take some walks with his plate coverage and ability to go the other way. I think he can hit for a decent average. So we're not talking about just a one-trick pony here for me with David McCabe. I think he can be a little bit more than that. I think he can hit you know 260 and 20, 25, 30 home run power and get on base at a, a 340 clip. I, I think he has that type of potential where does he play and i think that's that's the bigger question and issue here and why as joey me said i think he might be a you know a trade candidate for the braves if somebody believes in this this bat profile and they have an open spot at the corner infield position i think it makes a lot of sense to to move him in the right deal because he's not going to play at a corner spot for the braves for a long time unless there's some sort of injury and, you know, unless he's going to be the DH, which I think is the only spot you could really put him in the Braves organization. And, and not just that. And again, it was my very brief viewing of him defensively at third base, but it was it was not a good look. I saw him pounding the ground, not a very good runner trying to run down a ball in foul territory. Not a lot of, you know, great side to side movement and, a, you know, one Real shot I saw him at third base was a routine play, and he bobbled it. So, again, I'm not trying to judge a, a player's defensive, you know, prowess on you know a couple of plays that I saw, but what I did see just didn't really convince me that he can play the third base position. So, I think it's first base or DH, and I really think it's DH. And again, as, as Joey me pointed or Joey me pointed out, that's kind of was the profile on Justin Henry Malloy, and the Braves traded him for one year of Joe Jimenez. Now. I don't want to see the Braves trade another really you know, solid bat for one year of a reliever, but I do think it makes a lot of sense to perhaps trade David McCabe if there is a move to be made out there just because I don't know where he fits in this Braves roster anytime soon unless you're going to put him at DH. And I think he would – I think he could be fine there. Obviously, want to see what he looks like at the at the upper levels and if he can carry that power throughout an entire season. So just like – with Owen Murphy, you know, you're going into your second full professional season of baseball. You know, now you're kind of in the swing of things. I want to see him carry it in through an entire season. What can he do? So it's going to be a big year for him in 2024. You know, do the Braves get out in front and move these guys before they really do get challenged at the upper levels? I think that's a question you have to consider as well. Um, but I like both of these guys. I think both could have big league impact. I think – 
I don't know which one I think could have the bigger impact. Honestly, I think I like the ceiling of McCabe's bat better than I like the ceiling of Owen Murphy as a starting pitcher. Um, and, you know, with the walk rates that McCabe has, I think it's a pretty safe floor as well. But we got to see more from both of these guys at the upper levels. I think both of them are solid players that could be really good. Or I shouldn't say really good. I think they could have an impact. We're not talking all-star type potential here. Uh, but I think both of these guys could have an impact at the big league level. So that's Owen Murphy and David McCabe. Um, Joey Me says, JHM led all the minors in walks. Jimenez is pretty good for us. Deal worked both ways. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. And I didn't necessarily love Justin Henry Malloy. I probably feel about the same way I do as David McCabe. I think he could be a fine player. I don't know where you play him defensively, and it's probably just a, a DH. But uh, I still just I don't love giving up you know, solid prospects for one year of reliever. It's just so, so risky. All right, we're going to take another break here. Come back, answer some of your questions, talk about the postseason, anything else you want to discuss. We'll do that here after the break. October baseball is back, getting geared up for the World Series. And again, the Rangers are up 10-2 to in the bottom of the six. So it looks like they're heading to the World Series. And you can get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today. You'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to create your new account. And then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a W, predict what will happen in the next at bat with quick bets. You want to you, know, you want to bet that that Evan Carter a double is coming, that Adolis Garcia grand slam is coming. You can bet on that over at FanDuel. So go ahead, step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Also visit FanDuel.com slash play safe for tools and resources to help you stay in control of the way you play. Again, head over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn right now. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. All right, again, you want to get down on the postseason action. You want to listen to it. You're on the road. You're driving. Make sure you have SiriusXM. Tune in to the MLB postseason on, with SiriusXM on the SXM app. All right, again, talking about the postseason here, you got the Diamondbacks and the Phillies on Tuesday night, game seven. I believe it's Ranger Suarez versus Brandon Fatt, who was really good his last, last time out. And we know how great Ranger Suarez has been in the postseason, so it should be a really fun pitching matchup there in Philly. Can the Snakes pull it off and take down the Phillies? That'll be a lot of fun to watch. And again, Rangers up 10-2 to two in the sixth inning, so it looks like, they're moving on. A couple of questions here from those who join me live. Leland Hurt says, do you think Soroka will be kept by the Braves and allowed to work in spring training? I hope so. He has too much potential to let go. That's a good tease because I think on tomorrow's podcast, I think I'm going to spend at least one section of the podcast talking about Michael Soroka and what I think the Braves should do with him because I do think it's a big decision coming up on him. Do you continue to pay him another 2 or $3 million not knowing what you're going to get out of him, and now he's out of options. So you can't just continue to send him back down to the minor league. So we'll discuss that a lot on Tuesday's podcast, so make sure you come back for that. Mike Popcorn Porter says, does Arizona have a chance in Game 7 against Philadelphia? Do they have a chance? Yes. Do I think they come through? No. Um, they got to come out like they did on Monday, and you got to punch Philly in the mouth, and something the Braves – 
weren't really able to do, although they went at one to nothing in both games three and four in Philadelphia, but that wasn't, you know, a true punch. You got to come out like the Diamondbacks did, put a, you know, three nothing, four nothing, put some crooked numbers up on the board and really put them on their heels. So, uh, again, they've been great. It's been a great series. The series has went far longer than I thought it would have. But I got to go with the Phillies and Ranger Suarez, especially what I've seen him do. And in that ballpark and that lineup, that team's just too good to let this moment get away. I, I would be a little surprised if the Phillies don't get it done in game seven. But, hey, I I'm cheering on the Snakes. I'd love a Ranger Snakes World Series. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, David Ignatius says, Jake, I've been really impressed by the D Diamondbacks' ability to fight back. What could the Braves add to get us a little more fight? One swing of the bat. I, I mean, yeah, forget, I apologize. Somebody in the YouTube comment section had a great comment about this. I mean, it's Acuna saying it next year is going to be different. You know, that's all great and good. They got to carry that mindset into the postseason. It just, it looked baseball is so especially in the postseason is so crazy in the way that things can flip with one swing and you saw in that series with the Braves and the Phillies Braves were dead in the water for a game and a half until Travis Darno, Austin Riley and Michael Harris made some big plays and everything seemed to flip in the Braves fair but that's only as good as the next game and you come out in that next game and even though the Braves took an early one nothing lead like I said your starting pitcher gets blown up. Bryce Harper hits a three-run homer. All the momentum swing, swings back to the Phillies. So what do the Braves need to do? They need to come through. They need Acuna to get that grand slam off Kimbrel. They need somebody to come up with that big hit, and I promise you everything will change. But it's it does there does need to be a mindset of urgency. I didn't see a lot of urgency in the team this offseason. I think the Diamondbacks, are, they have some veteran guys on there in Marte and Longoria. Uh, some veterans in the rotation as well, and Gallon and Kelly, but they also got some young guys in there, and Carroll um, and others who, you know, Alec Thomas had some big hits, some big moments. So it's a good mix, and I think the Braves have that. I think it's something a lot of people overlook is the fact that this Braves team is still really, really young, even though they have a lot of experience, a lot of postseason experience. It's still a really, really young team. So um, again, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who you bring in necessarily to really change that. I think it's something that the players themselves just have to be more mindful of and play with that chip on their shoulder. Uh, AG7, Braves don't seem to have any prospects who can both hit and play defense. Not not really in any all-around position players in the system. You know, they did for a while. You had the Pachés who, you know, hit in the minors, couldn't figure it out at the big league level. Obviously, Michael Harris and others. But, yeah, you're right. This recent crop that they have, you know, even Ignacio Alvarez talked about him on last Miners Monday. I'm not really convinced on him at shortstop. I think he'd be a fine third baseman. McCabe, like I said, is probably a DH. I'm going to talk about Drake Baldwin later in the offseason as well. I don't know where he fits uh, necessarily defensively. So you're right. A lot of the hitters that the Braves have in the system right now, they seem somewhat positionless, but at the same time, all the positions at the big league level are pretty much taken at this point. Same with Von Grissom. You know, don't really know where to play him, but has a good bat. And I think that's when you're drafting, I think you draft the bat first and figure out the defense later. Um, it's it's a little bit easier to figure out things defensively in my mind than it is to learn how to, to hit a baseball, one of the most difficult things to do in all of sports. So that's probably the Braves thinking in that philosophy is, philosophy is, is draft the bats, we'll figure out the defense later. 
All right, that will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Thanks for making us your first listen of each and every day. Thanks for supporting the podcast, whether you're listening live, watching the replay, whatever you do to help support us here at Locked On Braves. I really do appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Uh, hit the follow button, hit the like button, all that good stuff. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 